Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and with me our basketball expert Diogo Valente. Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with y'all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. André, let us know, man. What are we talking about today? The EuroLeague season has started. So today we will be recapping all the action of the first day of round one. Are you ready to get into it? Absolutely, man. Uh, round one already had some interesting games. So let's get into them. Perfect. Let's waste no time. And uh, we start with the game that took place in Belgrade between Red Star and uh, Asvel. And we will cover all the games until the last one and probably the most competitive game of the night between Virtus and Jalgiris. Let's look at uh, this game between Red Star and Asvel. It was a 21-point victory for Red Star that uh, had in um, Shabazz Napier and Rokas Giedraitis to co-MVPs of this game. Diogo, what were the keys for this victory from uh, Red Star? Well, Red Star started this season, uh, obviously at home. The environment was was amazing. Those fans were, were very good for them. Uh, and they started again the playing good defense and pushing the pace and shooting the three ball at such an elite level. Uh, overall, they shot 17 for 34 and obviously shooting 50% uh, while shooting 34 threes. It's incredible. So uh, Napier and Gidraitis played an amazing game, both of them. They were very efficient, and I think they led the way for, for Red Star from the start. So uh, I believe this team is very good. They, uh, like we, we talked about on, on the preview, if they were good enough defensively, they're going to be able to be a very dangerous team. And I think they started uh, in a great way. Uh, this year league season. They were consistent defensively. They played at a high pace. They showed their firepower, but mostly they have a very high level of playmaking. They ended this game with only 10 turnovers and the ability of having always on the court a player like Miles Teorosic, Abaz Napier, it really brings to this team a, a very high level of playmaker. They are able to play at a high pace, but at the same time to take good care of the ball One of the, the highlights for me on the on the Red Star side was Simanovic. He showed his versatile, versatility early in the game. He ended the game with 14 points, shooting 4 of 4 from 2 and 2 and 2 from 3. I think he will be a player that will grow during this EuroLeague season and he has the upside to become a EuroLeague star in the long run. And I think that today he was able to show why. We were speaking about how important for this Red Star team will be to be consistent in the, the defensive end of the court. Today they were able to do it. Asvel probably wasn't the, the strongest opponent that uh, they will be facing. So let's see how they will be able to hang on on those uh, higher level games. But let's then look into, into Asvel. They did struggle once again and they brought... They, started this season as they have ended the, the previous one they did struggle on the both sides of the court for me the highlight for for this team was Lovern. he he did look for good sure. he did played well but uh, this is a team that once again is struggling to be consistent on both sides of the court i expect this to be a very hard season for them if they are able to to not perform better and to show more options than what they did on this game yeah i mean it's a great thing to see Lovern healthy and playing At a very good level like he did today but overall they they need to be much better they, they didn't shot the ball great uh, from the free throw line they shot 57 and that's not good so they clearly need to be better 
Uh, I expect them to be better because they have some guys who can clearly contribute a lot more than they did today. Uh, so I expect them to get better uh, as far as the season goes on. But obviously, we knew it was going to be uh, a tough uh, a tough season for them because the EuroLeague has so many great teams like we've been talking about. So uh, they just got to keep growing. I, I think they can do a better job than last season, but they got to commit to that and they got to be much better, especially on the defensive end. Didn't look great for Asphalt tonight. And I want to ask you, Diog, should we redo our poor rankings already? Uh, no, I mean, it's fun <laughs> game. I mean, uh, of course, it, it can be a, a nice indicator for, for what's about to come. But uh, but let's wait a little bit. Maybe a couple of weeks in, <laughs> we we can do an update version of of our part ranking. <laughs> I'm obviously joking. It's just one game, and we will see a lot of growth from uh, from these teams and these players during the season. This was a very good indicator for Red Star. There is no doubt about it. They perform at a very high level. They start the, this edition of the EuroLeague with a win in front of their fans. It was a great, great atmosphere. But another home court that we know has a great atmosphere is in Tel Aviv, where Maccabi received and beat Partizan 96-81. to The atmosphere was once again insane. The MVP of the game was who else than Lorenzo Brown, especially with <laughs> Wade Baldwin out. We knew that uh, they will need uh, a lot from, uh, from Lorenzo Brown. But let's start by looking at Partizan that uh, comes out of this game with uh, a defeat. And honestly, the the biggest highlight that I have from the Partizan side was Avramovic's performance. He was keeping Partizan on the game uh, on the first half almost by himself. He scored 20 first half points. He ended the game with 24 points, shooting 8 of 9 from 2 and 1 of 3 from, uh, from 3. He ended the game as the best player for this Partizan team and it wasn't particularly close. And from the newcomers, we didn't have great performance. Dodzier, he did show some promise and uh, I think this is a case where Coach Obradovic don't have the newcomers where he wants them to be and there will be the need for a lot of growth and for this team to be at the point where they need to be. We saw last season, the Partizan had quite of a slow start to the season and they ended the regular season as one of the, the best teams. Maybe we'll see more of the same, but did you thought that this was a disappointing performance by Partizan? For sure. Uh, I mean, I had Partizan winning this game, uh, not only because of Wade Baldwin's injury, but I think Partizan has a very good roster with pieces that, in my opinion, fit together. And I thought they would be much better. I mean, obviously, it's just one game and the season is long. And like you said, last season, they, the kind of mid-season is where they really started to, 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 to take away and win games consistently. But uh, I expected a lot better from them. I mean... Coach Obradovic, we know he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. In my opinion, today, he didn't do a good job. I mean, Kaminsky played six minutes. Uh, PJ Dozier only got on the court when there was three minutes left in the first half. So I think there was a couple of decisions there, especially with the new guys. And like you said, maybe they're not where he wants them to be at this stage. But uh, but I believe they should have played more. And Dozier, like you said, he came in and contributed, scored 11 points and was efficient. And I think Kaminsky could have done a, a very good job in this game because they only had 26 rebounds versus 34 from Maccabi, so I think he could have helped there. But uh, Avramovic, for sure, was an, an amazing player today. Uh, Lorenzo started the game very hot, shooting the ball, 
And once Avramovic came off the bench, he kind of limited Lorenzo a little bit, even though Lorenzo still put up very good numbers. But he did a good job. And like you said, he was keeping them in the game. So uh, as far as the rest of the team, I mean, Punter, Nunali, uh, I, I was just expecting a lot better from all of these guys, Lede too. So hopefully with throughout the season, they keep growing and they get to the point where I expect them to be. But as far as this performance, it was very disappointing. We can certainly expect more from this team that we expect to see as contenders. They have the, the potential, they have the pieces, and uh, they have the, the mind that will put them all into a place to succeed. But this was Maccabi Games, and there are games that uh, are won early on, and uh, this was one of those. Maccabi came into the game uh, very strongly. They scored 27 points in the first quarter. They scored 28 points on the second quarter, and at halftime, they had a 12-point lead, 55-43. to 43. And this was Lorenzo's game. We already <laughs> said it. He scored the first 10 out of 13 points of the team. At halftime, he had already 22 points and 6 assists, leading Maccabi to this 12-point lead that they had at halftime. And uh, with this Maccabi team, and despite Wade's absence, we have heard that they are looking looking to to sign at least one more player. They are looking for uh, uh, at the poor forward center position, at the point guard position. But uh, they really showed that they are able to build from what they they had last season. And we saw in this game, despite Antonius Cleveland not having a, a great performance, he ended the game with four points, two, two, two rebounds, and four assists. It's about the quality minutes that they are able to have on the court. And on the, the preview, I had mentioned that maybe one of the aspects that Partizan could explore in this game was the the center position and the poor forward position. And it was absolutely the reverse. Partizan really struggled against uh, Maccabi's bigs. Sorkin ended the game with 14 points. Rivero had a very good offensive performance. And in the 13 minutes, he scored 11 points. And Josh Nibo had 14 points. And it was exactly the other way around. Uh, the bigs of Maccabi was, uh, were able to contribute and to add to what Lorenzo Brown was doing and to the damage that uh, Lorenzo Brown was doing. Diogo Maccabi started just where they had left, another win at home. They continued to defend the best home court of the EuroLeague. And this was a, a very dominant performance. It was, for sure. I mean, from the start, you clearly could, could tell that Maccabi was motivated to win this game. Uh, Lorenzo played amazing. Uh, and then you had contributions all over the floor. Uh, I mean, Bonzi Colson played good. Tamir Blatt came off the bench and had a good game. Uh, we already know uh, Sorkin and Di Bartolomeu, every time they come off the bench, they contribute at a high level. And, and Sorkin today was amazing again. 14 points and 5 rebounds. Uh, Di Bartolomeu, he comes in, he does his job, he plays defense. So this is a very complete team. I, I think they played a, a very good game. Obviously, I uh, in my opinion, for them to be a consistent playoff team and possibly a Final Four contender, they need to have Wade uh, at 100% so so that they can have that backcourt together. Uh, but they did a great job today. And this is a very important win because for the for the playoff fight, there could be like a, a direct matchup here with Partizan. Uh, so this win is very important, especially uh, winning by 15 points. That could matter a lot. So uh, great job on Maccabi today. And for Maccabi, the home court advantage in the playoff series is uh, certainly very, very important. So, as you said, this is, despite being just round one, this was a very important win. And uh, from uh, this great performance from Maccabi, let's move into Germany, where we had the German derby between Bayern Munich and Alba Berlin. Bayern 
came out of this game with the win at home by 12 points, 80 to 68. And uh, we start by looking to to Alba's performance. And this was a game of two halves. In the, the first half, we saw Alba coming into the, this game composed and well-prepared and uh, was on the lead at halftime, 44 to 36, after a 27-second quarter. But on the second half, Bayern was able to answer and especially defensively they allowed only seven points from Alba on the third quarter scoring 25 and being able to control the 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 second half and getting this win for Alba we saw good performances from players like Olinde and Tiemann but uh, in the end the superiority that we expected from Bayern came to the top Uh, what did you thought about this game from Alba? Well, I think that in the first half, uh, considering the amount of second chess uh, opportunities that Bayern had, I was very surprised to see that Alba had an eight-point lead. But uh, again, they, they played very good defense and they caused a lot of turnovers for Bayern. Uh, and like you said, Olinde and Timon played very good games. Matt Thomas, he, he started again pretty well, shooting the ball. But uh, I felt like they, they needed more from Sterling Brown as far as impacting the game. I'm not even talking about just scoring, but like, he didn't get a single rebound, and I think he can be a, a all-around player for them and can impact the game a lot more. Uh, the young guys, Procida and Spagnolo, are they ready? Uh, I mean, we don't know. I keep expecting great things from them, but uh, especially Procida, it looks like it's it's been a, a very slow process. So hopefully throughout this season, they can grow a lot more and, and be ready to, to play uh, serious minutes. Uh, I don't think they've been able to, to do that so far. So uh, I'm expecting better things from Alba this season, but they played a very good first half. In the second one, though, Bayern elevated their level of defense and Alba wasn't able to respond. So that's why they got this loss. But now let's look at the side of the winners and the MVP of this game and the highlight of this game was Silvio Francisco. He showed already on the first quarter what he was coming for and he scored 10 of his 17 points already on the first quarter. He ends the game with a 20 PER with 17 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists and 2 steals. And he was the dynamo of Bayern during this game when we saw Carson Edwards, for example, and in the game with just 5 points. They had good performances and another player that I, two players that I thought performed at quite of a good level and were impactful in the way that Bayern was able to secure this win were Isaac Bonga and uh, Leandro Balmaro with 11 and 10 points each. Bonga was able to secure 10 rebounds and uh, Balmaro had 5 rebounds and 3 assists. This Bayern team we can expect to be... Uh, somewhat inconsistent and uh, they will need players like Francisco did today to show up and probably we won't have the the same player being the top performer game after game but uh, this is a team with many many options as we had mentioned before and a team that will be trying to compete to be on the playing fight and have been able to bounce back on the second half and secure this win was very important for them to to be able to secure this win that was a must win game for them wasn't it you yeah i mean i don't know if you can say it was a must win because it's the first round but considering the opponent and and the expectations for both teams this season i, I do agree that it was kind of a must win game because they, they needed to start strong at home uh, against a, a a rival and i think they did that especially in the second half they they played very very good uh, i believe uh, i mean the mvp statistically was Sylvan Francisco, but I think 
the guy who had the biggest impact on this game was Isaac Bonga. He, he played an amazing World Cup and, and he's continuing that awesome production right now on this season because he had 10 rebounds, six, six of them offensive rebounds. And, and I think for a, a wing player, that's that's very impressive. And he played a very good game overall. I think Devin Booker was very important too on the boards, like Serge Ibaka as well. Like the rebounding battle was just not fair in this game because Bayern had 49 rebounds against 17 from Alba. That's kind of crazy. And Alba is not going to win many games if they if they get out rebounded like this. Uh, but Bayern had several contributors throughout this game. Bolmaro, like you said, also played a good game. They have a lot of options. And, and today was Francisco scoring 17. Uh, next game, maybe Francisco doesn't even score. And then Carson Edwards goes for 20. They, they have options. And, and at the guard spots too. So I, I really like this team. They, they have versatility. They have depth. So I'm very excited for this Bayern season. Bayern will be one of the teams that will be very intriguing to, to follow during this season. And Albies, as we said, they will try to play hard. They will try to outscore opponents. Sometimes they will be able to do it for a half of the game. And some games they will be able to surprise and to be competitive. But uh, they are an experienced team. And the second half, like the one that they had today, will happen. It's normal and it's part of their growth. A game that we were excited about and the game that we will go to next was the game between Barcelona and Efes. And Barcelona was able to win, but win in a very dominant fashion against Efes, 91-74. to 74. They dominated practically all the quarters of the game. They lost the third quarter by 29-30. Uh, to 30. Uh, It was the only quarter of the game that Efes uh, was able to score above 20 points. And let's look exactly uh, to the FS side. And uh, we saw, and for me, one highlight was especially early on into this game, Derek Willis. He's shown that he does fit the role that FS needs from him. We saw very some good indications uh, from, him, from him on this game. And I think he will be the helpful piece that we expect him to be during this game. FS needed uh, Larkin for uh, 32 minutes to be on the floor to be for them to find ways to produce offensively and he answered with 16 points and 12 assists but that clearly wasn't enough for FS to to be able to compete on this game and uh, the disappointing performance of this game was Will Clyburn and Darius Thompson as well but uh, we are giving the benefit of the doubt to Darius Thompson since this was his first game with this team uh, we expect to see growth from uh, Thompson across the season but Clyburn ended this game with uh, came off the bench and ended the game with seven points, four rebounds and one assist. What led to this uh, poor performance by by Clyburn? I, I think it's a mix uh, of two things. First of all, uh, I think he needs to be more aggressive. Uh, I believe a lot of times he he's in the corner and and he's not demanding the ball. And even when he does get it, he doesn't look for his own shot uh, a lot of times. And second, I, I think he's being misused again. Uh, I think he should get more touches on the post. Uh, because I believe he is one of the best wings playing with his back to the basket. And obviously, he has the size to, to get the position inside and to dominate other wings. But I, I think it's a mix of both. Uh, I believe Darius Thompson should have been a lot better. Like Shane Larkin had 12 assists. That's something I would expect from Darius Thompson, having Will Clavern and Shane Larkin on his team. <laughs> uh, but uh, I do agree with you. Derek really, Derek really fits on this team and he played a good game. He, he was one of the few positive sides on this one. For FS, uh, I think they have the potential to be much better, but they certainly need more contributions from Will Clyburn and Darius Thompson. I mean, Elijah Bryant 
play decent. He, he's always going to do his job. He's going to play defense. He's going to go on the boards, even though today he only got two rebounds. But it's effort and energy from him that he's always going to give you that. But I, I really think it's on these two guys, Darius Thompson and Will Clyburn, to just be better and elevate the ceiling of this team. And they have the potential. We know that they have the quality to do it. So we can expect growth from this FSM. But this was a disappointing performance by by Efes and by those two players in particularly. But merit to the winners and merit to Barcelona that uh, they came into this game very well prepared and they were playing almost better than I expected to see from them. They had a very good defensive awareness in the game, especially in the first half. Vesely led the way with 10 points in the, the first half alongside Lapro that had 5 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, with Barcelona leading 40-34 to 34 at halftime. And on the third quarter, we saw Will Gomez showing that he can be an MVP contender for this uh, EuroLeague. He scored 14 points in the third quarter alone. But we had more good highlights for this Barcelona team. Jabari took a while to get into the game and get into the rhythm of the game, but he ends the game with uh, 10 points. Brijuela gave very good minutes to, to Barcelona off the bench and he was able to, to contribute with 7 points and 3 assists. Willy and Vesely were the best for Barcelona and we saw commitment and ability for Barcelona to defend and especially to defend very well 2-on-2 two -two situations. And I noticed an improvement from the way that they were playing last season as a team, as the, the roles of the players within the team and the commitment and the ability to, to perform. This was as good as Barcelona could ask for, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I certainly didn't expect this dominant of a win from them. Uh, I even thought Efes was, I'm not going to say favorite, but I, I thought Efes had a good chance to, to come in here and, and get this win. But obviously they, they disappointed a lot and Barcelona played a very good game and they deserved their credit. They were very disciplined defensively. Uh, they only allowed Efes to, to go to the free throw line six times. So And they shot three out of six, which is terrible. So Barcelona played a very good game, especially defensively, like you said also. And then offensively, they had, they had a lot of guys contributing. They, they shot the ball. From two, they were very, very efficient, 76%. But from three, they, they can be a lot better. And I believe they will be a lot better. Uh, Laprovitlo played an amazing game with eight assists. It wasn't Sadoransky like I expected to, to get all those assist numbers, but Laprovitlo showed up and he, he played a very complete game. Will Hernan Gomez, I, I want to see him be more aggressive on the boards. Uh, I feel like he has the potential to be a much better, a much better rebounder at this level. But uh, as far as putting the ball in the basket, he, he did a great job and he was very efficient. Brizuela, uh, he's, he's turned into one of my surprises this season, uh, not only in EuroLeague, but some games from the domestic competitions that I've seen this season. I think he's coming off the bench and giving them a lot of quality minutes and he's playing at a very high level. And I think he's going to be very important for them this season. So uh, overall, I think Barcelona played a, a very good game and this is a great win for them. We expected Barcelona to grow during the season and this was a start that really plays into their hand if they want to to be one of the top teams of the, this edition of the EuroLeague. Let's see if they are able to keep up and if this team can be consistent. But uh, the indications of Game 1 against Efes, another strong team, uh, were certainly the best that we could uh, hope for. Let's then end this episode with uh, the game of the day, at least the most competitive game of the day, the game that took place in Bologna between Virtus and Jalgiris, 
we had cited that these two teams were just below the playing fight. And uh, while this is just round one, the slogan of Vero League is every game matters. And it's for a very good reason because it's highly competitive. And when you are playing against a team that is expected to be fighting for the same as you, you will want to conquer that win. And that's what Jalgiris was able to do. It was a strong start for uh, Virtus. They, they came into the game and in the first quarter, they won 23-15. to 15. And after we saw a reaction from Jalgiris in the, the third quarter, the, the where they took over the lead, it was Virtus led by the point forward Tokon Shegelia that uh, was able to come back into this game. We saw ball movement and indications that they are being coached by Luca Banki. <laughs> it's one of his <laughs> strong suits and we certainly saw Virtus being able to do it on the, this game. The best player for Virtus, or the two best players for Virtus, were Shengeli and Cordinier. Shengeli was particularly important. He played 31 minutes and had a game with 17 points, four rebounds, and four assists, while Cordinier had 12 points and nine assists on this game. Virtus comes out of this game with a loss on a game that they were winning by 15. What were the positives and how disappointing it is the, the final result for, for Virtus? I think the biggest positive in this game was uh, Isaiah Cordinier. Uh, it was nice to see him step up as a playmaker. Uh, he had nine assists and uh, we hadn't seen that before in him last season. So I'm very happy to see this type of production from him. Uh, Shangelia, obviously, the, the point forward, he, he can do it all and he showed it today. And I think Jordan Mickey played a good game as well. Um, as far as what they can do better, I mean, shoot. I think they are, they can be a much better shooting team. They they shot 8 for 25. And I think having guys like Bellinelli, who went 0 for 4, having guys like Jalen Smith, who he didn't play many minutes, but I just think they can be a much better shooting team overall. Uh, I think they can get better contributions from Dunson or Polonara. Kakuk played 5 minutes. So I think a lot of guys here can be better. So I think there's potential to grow. And I'm not going to judge the, the rest of the season based on this game. Uh, it was a game that they should have won. Obviously, uh, having a 15-point lead at home in the first game against a direct opponent as far as like the level uh, of these two teams. So, obviously, they should have won this game. Uh, so, it's kind of a, a choking job here because there was no way they should have blown that lead. But I think there's room to grow. I think they can be better. And credit to Zalgiris, of course, because they were able to come back on the road and get this upset. Yeah, and for Zalgiris, it was more of what we saw last season. A feisty Zalgiris team that never gives up. And uh, Zalgiris' never. defense was able to take over in the fourth quarter. And uh, with uh, the, that led to a 17-8 run after trailing by 15 points. In With 13 seconds left to play, Bellinelli went to the free throw line. He made it. The Virtus was done by three. He missed a three-pointer. Jordan Mickey, offensive rebound, was able to, to get the put back and get the game down to one point. Evans went to the free throw line, scored one of two, but Cordinier had a turnover and Schmidt f- sealed the deal for the for Jalgiris in this game and uh, locked this win. But one of the, the highlights of the day and probably one of the highlights of this round one was the return of Keenan Evans. That was the MVP of this game with 25 points and four rebounds. How did he look like on this game? Well, he, he looked like Keenan Evans. I mean... <laughs> Uh, it, it, and it's, it's so it's good to impressive. see him back. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty impressive for, for him to come back and, and in his first EuroLeague game back, he scores 25 and, and just where he was before the injury, 
he picked it up from there. I mean, it's great to see him play at this level. He, he hit a very clutch three-pointer. And uh, this was a great win for Zalgiris, and he's responsible for that. I mean, he carried this team on his back because other than him, there, there was really nobody who played up to their standards. Uh, Roland Smith was decent, but I think he needed to be better on the boards. Uh, Ulanovich had a, a clutch bucket, but I also think he could have been better and especially more efficient. So uh, I think Keenan Evans did a great job of elevating his team on, on this game being able to come back from behind and getting the win. Very well. With uh, these first five games, we reach the end of our recap of the day one of round one of the EuroLeague. Red Star beat Asvel 94-73. Maccabi got the home win over Partizan 96-81. Jalgiris was able to get an important road win against Virtus 82-79. Bayern Munich locked with a 12-point win against Alba after a second half comeback from the, the Bayern team. They won 80-68, while Barcelona had an important and an imponent win, a statement win at home against AFS 91-74. Tomorrow we have the games between Fenerbahce and Milano, Paratinaikos and Olympiacos, Valencia Monaco, and we end with Basconi Real Madrid. After those games and during the, the weekend, we will release another episode recapping the second day of the action. And as always, on Tuesday of next week, we will release our preview of round two. So subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter at E20League so you don't miss out on any episodes. As always, I'll be talking with you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode.